Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. And welcome to Your Financial Mission. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Janine Theus, who is the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors. We like to call her your financial commander here in Columbia, Howard County. Find out all about Janine by going to TheusWealthAdvisors.com. And Theus is simply the U.S. It's an easy way to remember that. TheusWealthAdvisors.com. Janine, hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Looking Another for, great day. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to the conversation today. And actually, this is our first podcast today. And tell us a little bit, Janine, about why we're doing this podcast and uh, how we're trying to uh, reach out to folks and better educate them about the financial world. Well, we're excited about this opportunity to provide another methodology, if you will, to get our message out. And uh, people sometimes will listen to information rather than read a lot of text, so they can listen while they're washing dishes or traveling along in their normal day. So it's just another way for us to get this message of getting your retirement, getting your financial life in order. Absolutely. You can listen to the weekly podcasts as they come out on Janine's website. You can subscribe on iTunes. Lots of different ways for you to uh, connect with us and listen to the information that we have each and every week. Uh, a little bit of background on Janine. In case you don't know Janine uh, all that well, she spent 21 years as a naval intelligence officer in the military and uh, then even spent some time analyzing lots of uh, different things and even spent some time with the financial aspect. Of, of the military, right, Janine? Yep. I uh, did manpower and uh, budget for a couple of years, which gave me an appreciation for how crazy the whole budget system is. Is that kind of what eventually inspired you to kind of move into this direction to become uh, a financial planner and help people get ready for their retirement years and, and better plan for their money? Well, it, it gave me an appreciation for what the government does and does not do, which, uh, you know, either helps us or doesn't. But part part of my um, impetus for coming into the business was uh, a couple of my own experiences with advisors that were not terribly positive, and uh, figuring that hey, I'm I'm pretty smart. I think I can figure this out and help people. A couple of things <laughs> so. have led you to where you are right now. Uh, we like to say that here on your financial mission, you're going to get the straight skinny on your financial plan, which is a uh, a military term that they used to use in, or not, I guess they still use it, Janine, but you used to use it yep. back when you are in the military. And that means we're just going to give you the facts and the information that you really need to know about your finances. Absolutely. All right. So here we go on today's first podcast of your financial mission. We're talking about major life events. These are the things that you should be thinking about uh, when you encounter significant events in your life. Unfortunately, though, a lot of people are not really prepared for these different life events that end up popping up. But so many of us get exposed to them, uh, especially here in, in Columbia and Howard County and some of the surrounding communities in the corridor between Baltimore and, and D.C. A lot of folks, I think, are going to run into some of these 
these issues. And the first one we can mention, a lot of people aren't really prepared for this. Sometimes it's a surprise. Other times you do see it coming, Janine, would be an early retirement package. How can we be better prepared uh, for when a life event like that pops up on us? Well, that's a that's a pretty tough one, but you usually, especially in this area, if you're working with defense contractors and you're following what goes on, you have an inkling that there's something afoot. And um, in a recent case, a couple of clients um, were working for a company that essentially spun off or sold off a, an entire division. So they had to move to a, a new company. And so then the question is, do I take the retirement that I had at the old company and roll it to the new company or roll it out to something else. What do I do with this? Uh, because a, a couple of gentlemen are not will are not ready to stop working. So if you're going to continue to work, then you want you know some more access and and flexibility with what you're doing. Um, so there's a big conversation about those kinds of things when you're transitioning to a new firm. Yeah, you have a lot of I guess people who you hit the nail on the head there I guess with. You know, you get this early retirement package, but you don't want to stop working. And that brings in a, a whole, I guess, difficult uh, couple of questions to ask yourself. What are you going to do if you're if you're short of your true retirement age? Um, can you bridge that gap? Because you have a lot of what other tax complications and things like that that could pop up on you. Right. And, you know, there, there are certain tax rules that you don't want to violate. Otherwise, the tax bill can be pretty hefty. So you want to make sure that you do any direct rollovers correctly but you want to set yourself up to have the maximum amount of flexibility and not be tied to a specific um, employer, if you will, in terms of access to the money. And as I tell people a lot of times is the closer you get to the, you know, retire or 59 and a half. I mean, once you're 59 and a half, it's all liquid. It's just what do you want to pay for it to get to it? Hmm. But you don't want to pay too much. And that's really the, um, the issue. A lot of people have done what the government has advocated we do, which is put all of our savings into qualified plans. So a lot of folks have these large employer plans that they've been participating in. So when you do roll, it has to be very specific in terms of how you accomplish that. And for a lot of people that want to continue to work, it's managing, you know, the new situation and just giving you some more options. It's a good example of sometimes, you know, this whole financial planning thing isn't just about the numbers. Sometimes it's about lifestyle and, and how you feel about a particular situation. It's probably pretty evident whenever you talk to somebody about an early retirement package. Yes, uh, that's for some folks more than others. It depends on whether they like their jobs or they like their work situation. <laughs> that usually makes the conversation a little easier if they hate their job, right? <laughs> yeah, and and uh, truthfully, I, I a lot of people that I work with, they really do like what they do. So the question is, how long are you going to do this for? Mm -hmm. And and so you know whether they should you know leave the money with a former employer. I think most of the information out there would tell you you probably shouldn't do that. But, you know, we, we, the conversation is, what should I do next? And then sh with the new employer, how long am I going to work there? Um, if it's an early retirement package where you are done working, then that's a whole different conversation because now we're moving from human capital providing your income, if you will, 
to now invested capital. And that's a completely different conversation. This is pretty similar, but as we talk about major life events, there are some certainly nuances here. Uh, an early retirement package brings challenges with it, but let's talk about what happens when you kind of uh, may run into the situation where you lose your job. It wasn't an early retirement package, but uh, maybe layoffs. You know, a lot of people unfortunately get exposed to a situation like that. You have a job loss a little earlier than you expected before retirement, and so now you're left without a job before you've reached that sort of legitimate retirement age of, you know, whether it be 59 and a half to get, you know, unfettered access to certain funds or, you know, social security age and those kinds of things. What are some of the nuances we should think about at, at a major life event like that? That can be a pretty scary situation yeah. for a lot of people because you're running, especially for women who are, let's say, early to mid 50s, Unless you have a specific skill that is, you know, desired in the the different industries around this area, it's a fact. You're going to run into age discrimination. And sometimes for the, the men as well. So you need to plan and this people don't do this because you assume you're always going to have a job until you're ready to retire. So when you get hit with this or this job loss, it's an emotional situation a lot of times. But once you get beyond that, it's what's the next plan. And and that's why you're seeing as there have been layoffs or basically a change in, in the life plan is you're seeing a lot of people start businesses in their mid to late 50s and early 60s because they're not ready to quit. The issue that a lot of folks will run into with that situation is right now healthcare is tied to employers. So now you've got to come up with a health plan. And then you've got to come up with, you know, what is the gap of the income going to be between this and the next thing that I can try to get to? So that can be a, a pretty daunting situation. And I, I have seen that a few times with clients. Yeah, daunting and, and frustrating, too. And if you're not prepared mm -hmm. for it or when that event happens, you don't make the right decisions out of the gate. It can really put you behind even further and uh, something we have to be careful of. We're talking right. about uh, major life events that happen to some of us. Sometimes it's all of us that we have these things happen to. Uh, a divorce, very unfortunate situation, Janine, but all too common in our world these days. Uh, I think the stats are always kind of hovering around that 50% mark these days, which is unfortunate. But hey, now it means that we really need to be prepared for that kind of situation. So from a retirement planning standpoint, how do you help people navigate through a divorce and what should we think about if we end up having to face that? Well, as I like to joke in the classes that I teach, a divorce is the quickest way to poverty uh, because generally speaking, the laws in all the states are going to require that you split everything 50-50, but everything is negotiable. And so I encourage people in this situation, if you cannot reconcile, to at least be amicable mm. in the split because you will affect your retirement income in the future if you have to split it out like that. And I've seen a couple happen. Um, the things did work out all right, but I, I very much encourage people to do things in an amicable way so that you're not impoverishing one another for the long term. And you want, you really want to make sure you're working with a good attorney or, or me, uh, mediator on the issue. Because a lot of mistakes can get made when you're going through a divorce. And if, if you don't have a good expert on your side, not only from the financial perspective, but the law side of it as well. Um, not to say that everybody's got bad intentions, but it's very easy to get taken advantage of in a, in a divorce situation. 
Yes, because when you talk with folks that have gone through this and it's not been amicable, the lawyers are the ones who make out yeah. um, because there's there's all this animosity and it's a he said, she said, and then the lawyers get in the middle of it and you can lose a lot of money that way. So we're trying to, you know, get folks to keep the reason, you know, in the arbitration, if you will, so that you both come out okay because if you're divorcing after 30 years of marriage, which I've seen a few times, mm-hmm. your ability to do over in terms of savings is minimal. So you you really want to get this right so that there's not uh, long-term harm. And Janine, do you run into situations where maybe people have been faced with that decision of, you know, one person says, okay, well, I'll take the house and it's worth about this much and that's about the same as our, you know, 401k or this IRA, so you take that and we'll just call it even. But then what's often getting overlooked, I guess, is the fact that it may look even on paper, but you have to remember that Uncle Sam is going to take a big chunk out of an IRA or a 401k account balance. So it may not actually be uh, be equal. And, and that's where I would imagine a financial planner is going to be able to spot those kinds of, of nuances and those kinds of things. Well, and I think the the planning the planner side is the sounding board. So we're we're the chessboard, if you will, mm-hmm. um, in that we can look at the pieces and and play what if, and try to come up with an appropriate strategy that's going to work. I have seen a lot of situations where the husband has to buy out the wife, or the wife buys out the husband from the house, and IRAs if they or four hundred one ks just get split and then move to you know individual IRAs potentially. But yes, you're right. You know, you there there are tax consequences potentially, and down the road certainly, because you're going to pay the piper regardless. But trying to keep as much of the assets at their maximum level would be part of the objective. So trying to keep the emotions in check, it can be very tough. Yeah. But but I think it's advantageous over the long haul. If the spouse seems over-eager to keep the Roth IRA that has a slightly lower account balance than the traditional IRA and says, okay, you take the traditional, I'll keep the Roth, I'm, I'm spotting you the extra you know, couple thousand dollars in that account, there's a reason, so be wary of, of uh, that negotiation, I guess. Another major life event that we run into, and this one is interesting, Janine, because I mean, even a divorce, maybe we only go through it, you know, hopefully for most folks, no times during your lifespan, but sometimes it'll, you know, you'll go through it once, but there are even folks who go through multiple divorces. So it's something that you can maybe at least draw on experience from, or at least, you know, somebody who's gone through it. But an inheritance is a major life event that a lot of us have never been in that position to receive that kind of windfall of money. So how do you navigate through an inheritance and make the right choices? Well, it's interesting. The statistics for inheritance show that inheritances will be depleted within about seven years in many cases. And I think that's wow. that might be more specific to somebody in their 20s or 30s receiving an inheritance because it's very easy to blow through the money. That's almost like um, uh, lottery winners, right? And how fast yeah, they exactly. go through money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Uh, someone who actually has a, a little more of a level head or at least seeks help in, in how how to properly inherit, especially if it's a qualified account, so that there is not a large tax issue and that there actually is a plan for longevity is, is I think, critical. People don't always seek that help, but I have a couple of um, cases where I'm working with folks who did receive an inheritance and or who are 
And so we're working on, you know, how do you set it up or register the account? And then, you know, how should it be allocated? And then when do you want to take the, you're going to have to, you know, if, if the person was already, the, the deceased was already taking a minimum distribution, you're going to have to continue that. But, you know, what it's a, it's a spousal inheritance or a non-spousal inheritance that that's going to determine a few things as well. So it's really important to get the right kind of help so that you don't deplete the account prematurely. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Janine, and uh, we'll wrap up the conversation on this, talking about these major life events, which unfortunately, <laughs> you know, an early retirement package is maybe the only pleasant major life event that we've talked about here. Uh, a, a lot of the more pleasant life events happen earlier, like uh, getting married and, uh, you know, ha- having kids and that kind of thing. Um, and there are still other, you know, positive life events that occur. We're not meaning to just focus on some of these, you know, negative or tough issues. Uh, but that's just, you know, let's face the music as we get older. We have to deal with these kinds of things. And it's never fun to talk about, but the death of a spouse creates obvious financial challenges. And so what are a couple of the, I know that there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of things to consider uh, when that major life event occurs. But what should we be thinking about if we encounter, uh, you know, the passing of a spouse? This is a pretty tough subject for a lot of people to approach in an objective, non-emotional way. I always play what if, because the question I ask is, what do you want to have happen next if you predeceased your spouse? Most people never really look at the numbers, and so they're not really aware of what the effect is going to be. I have a, a choir mate at church who told me the story that when she retired at 64, she was retired about a month. Her husband had been retired about four months, both of them 64. He passed away unexpectedly. Mm. And she, her comment was, and that's when I realized there wasn't enough money. So I admonish folks in, in a way that you've got to consider the effect of you not being around. Actuarially, we're going to all live longer. But there are always those cases where that doesn't is not the case. And so what do you want to have happen next? What do you want for your spouse and family? And are you positioned to be able to even provide that or for that to happen? Uh, that's a tough one. I guess that's the major difference between that one and the other major life events that we've covered. All of the other ones, really the planning happens when the event happens. You don't necessarily see an early retirement package coming or the job loss because that's going to be you know pretty sudden most of the time. Um, you, I guess you could count a prenup as planning in advance for a divorce, but yeah. but but for the most <laughs> yeah. part, you know, a divorce you just you deal with it when it happens. And even an inheritance, maybe there's a plan leading up to some of those issues, some of those circumstances. But for the most part, you're going to decide that planning in the moment. But when it comes to planning for the death of a spouse that planning can all be done way ahead of time. I mean, that that's part of, I guess, when you're putting together a retirement plan from the very beginning for somebody, Janine, you're covering that issue or, or going ahead and talking about it before the event happens. Yeah, absolutely. Because the question is always, are you self-insuring for a loss or are you pushing this to, you know, an insurance policy company, whatever, whatever it looks like, it's it's important to go through the motions of planning for this eventuality. None of us is getting out of here alive. Mm. So, you know, let's plan for the optimum situation 
for what you you know for what you want to have happen if you leave early. So Janine, I'm I'm going through one of these major life events that we've covered, and I'm I'm not really sure how to handle it. Uh, you've given me a lot to think about, but I'd like to discuss more. Uh, I'd like to figure out how I can deal with this early retirement package a little bit better. Or I just found out that I am going to go through a divorce, or maybe I just went through a divorce and I'm still trying to get all the financial pieces together so that I can still retire and and still have some of the same dreams that I had initially whatever the situation may be. If I want to come in and talk to you about these things, what's your process look like? Tell us a little bit about Theus Wealth Advisors and how you help people navigate issues like these major life events we've covered. Well, we try to provide a process that gives people a little bit more clarity, financial clarity. Um, you know, here's where you are. Here, it, may, it may or may not be where you thought you were. And um, the the initial meeting is really a conversation of, you know, what are your concerns, um, where you think you want to be, what does it look like to you, which is a very difficult question for people to answer a lot of times. But after that, if folks decide to go through our process, then we basically do discovery. Do you What do you have? How does it work? Do you understand how it works? What are your options? Um, are there better things we can do? So we're basically moving pieces around on the chessboard and, and trying to integrate the decisions for money, you know, all the money decisions so that the you're going to be able to win this chess game for you and not Wall Street or some other, you know, product pushing agency. It's basically what what are the solutions we're 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 looking for that are going to optimize what you're trying to do. And so that's usually a couple of meetings uh, before we get to people making the decision. And uh, the initial meeting, if folks want to come in and, and meet with you to start this conversation, is that a, that's a complimentary free meeting? Yes. It's, and like I said, it's really a, just a conversation. Who are you? You know, your thought process. What are you trying to accomplish? Can we help you? Are we a good fit? for what you're trying to do. Those are the <laughs> things that uh, will be considered. So if you'd like to come in, maybe you're going through one of these major life events that we've talked about and you want to have a conversation with Janine and her team at Theus Wealth Advisors, all you have to do is call 443-718-6310. That's 443-718-6310. You'll speak with Gracie when you call and uh, she can set you up for a time to visit and uh, meet with Janine. 443-718-6310 or always online at theuswealthadvisors.com. That's theuswealthadvisors.com. This has been your financial mission. Thanks for tuning in. On the next podcast, we'll talk about how retirement planning is like a marathon. Some of the principles that we can learn from folks who have run marathons and, and even from Janine's running background and how you can apply that to your financial life. That's coming up on the next edition of Your Financial Mission. Thanks for tuning in.